Hello, Low Country. This is longtime ESPN commentator Dr. Jerry Punch inviting you to listen to the Scott Hamilton Show on 98.9 ESPN Charleston. It should be fun. After all, bear hugs are what Scott believes should be given with no clothing on. Go figure. South Carolina Gamecocks prepping for their first Thursday night game since 2016. Going to play South Carolina State Thursday night, 7 o'clock kickoff SEC Network. Game moved up from Saturday because of Hurricane Ian. All the other games in the Southeastern Conference, though, look like they're going to be okay. They're not going to be moved or anything such as that. There's a couple of games that have my attention. I look forward to discussing those with our guest making his weekly appearance on the Scott Hamilton Show via Blue Delta Jeans. It's our friend Peter Burns of the Southeastern Conference Network. Peter, how are you? I'm doing well, man. Um, yeah, I think the only other change that we see right now for SEC schedule, Florida and Eastern Washington, I think that game's moving to Sunday, Scott. But as of now, you know, we're, you know, they're monitoring everything at SEC Network and the SEC League office to see if there's a change. But, yeah. South Carolina comes and plays tomorrow night, and then uh, and then the Florida game pushed back one day over to uh, to Sunday in Gainesville. According, you know, as long as everything goes okay, uh, and you know, our thoughts and prayers with everybody down there in Southwest Florida for sure. You know, that's a perfect circumstance for that thing to happen for Florida because it's not a conference game; it's a guarantee game for Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington's still going to get its check. Still got to have the yeah. game happen. So if, if you're going to have these kinds of circumstances, I can't imagine a more ideal scenario for both parties. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing ideal, obviously, about it. But, you know, I mean, we're going back. Remember, LSU and Florida had a game canceled because of, of the hurricane a, a while back. And there was, a, you know, Jeremy Foley and yes. was the athletic director. And then Joe Olivo was the athletic director at LSU. And they kept going back and forth about how are they going to redo the game. So, yeah, it, it's a scheduling nightmare, but again, it kind of just shows you how, how small and insignificant football is sometimes compared to real world things, but it is a big weekend, man. It's a, it's a monster weekend to kind of find out who's real in the SEC. Uh, go back to that LSU-Florida game, I, and maybe you can give me some clarity. I remember that, and I want to say that one team was willing to accommodate the other team, but only if they got a two-for-one in exchange for being nice. Yeah, and I think that was I, – I don't even remember it. All I remember yeah. is that was the first big thing that, you know, I mean, both sides said they were in the right. But I think that was the first time that Greg Sankey really had a monster moment in front of him. And and I, I don't know if they necessarily handled it well. I think he let the schools handle it when he probably should have stepped in and handled it. And I think he learned a lot from that. I think he learned after that he was like, hey, listen, like certain times I need to take the reins. And I think, you know, because of that experience that he had of that situation not going well, he learned how to take the reins. And, I mean, we saw what happened with COVID. We saw what happened with a bunch of other stuff, college football playoff and expansion. Like, he decided after that moment, all right, I need to, I need to be a, a more hands-on commissioner. And, and he's, uh, he's answered that, that, that call to, to action for sure. We're joined by Peter Burns, SEC Network. Follow him on Twitter at Peter Burns. ESPN. Peter, Alabama at Arkansas, 3.30 kickoff on Saturday. I think it's a come-to-Jesus moment for the Alabama Crimson Tide, specifically the <laughs> offensive line. What's your take? I think it's a pray-to-Jesus moment for Arkansas, uh, especially that secondary, right? No Catalan, and, and I know Slusher's back, but 
But, Scott, I, I look at this team that got a lot better against Vanderbilt, and, and I know people just kind of struggling, oh, it's Vanderbilt. But Vanderbilt played better football. And the way I saw um, Alabama methodically just crush them um, in so many different ways, I was impressed. And, and, again, I think a lot of people look at, hey, how, how sloppy they played against Texas. I think it has a lot more to do with Texas being a little bit better than people expected. I'm really – I am really impressed with Alabama's defense this year. I think Pete Goldman's done a great job. I just think that Arkansas is going to really struggle in that game to kind of hold serve, and I see that game kind of getting out of hand a little bit more. What about what about Arkansas's season? I mean, these, these things happen because of maybe some kind of event that cost you a game. I'm thinking about the kick last week. Then they got Alabama yeah. the week after that. I, the whole thing could spiral out of control if they don't get their arms around it this week. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the case with Arkansas, and I, and I think Arkansas, I think Arkansas is a top fifteen, top twenty team. I think they're they're good, but I just don't think they're on that same echelon. I, I think what's going to happen is going to be like the NFL, where you're going to have a bunch of coin flip games each and every week because you know there's a bunch of teams that in the SEC that you know they use the transfer portal to kind of shore up any deficiencies that they had. So. I mean, again, I, I, I just think that there's that upper echelon of Georgia and Alabama, and everybody else is going to be like any given Saturday. Um, and, and maybe South Carolina's not quite there yet. Missouri and Vanderbilt might be on the bottom roll, rung on it. But, like, I'm trying to figure out what happens in Kentucky and Ole Miss, and I'll, I might have to flip a coin on who I'm going to pick because I think there's so many question marks on all of these teams, but you've got to rank somebody, I guess, right? I, I agree, and I'm glad you mentioned Kentucky at Ole Miss. That'll be our last point of discussion here. Kentucky playing Ole Miss, each team 4-0. and In my estimation, Peter, I think each team is a long-shot playoff contender. They have relatively manageable schedules after this. Yes, Ole Miss plays Alabama. Kentucky plays Georgia, but every other game I think extremely winnable. And then, of course, upsets can happen. What is the likelihood that the winner of this game could actually stumble and find their way in the CFP at the end of the year? Yeah, I mean, if we, if you and I were having this conversation, and God willing, we are in uh, in twenty twenty four, I think it's a whole lot different of an expanded college football playoff. But I mean, I think this year is just going to be so tough because with USC playing well out west, I think that they're they're going to be kind of penciled in if they continue. I think Michigan actually is playing decent. I mean, it's going to be tough for a team not named Alabama and not named Georgia to take a run, you know, to go uh, on a run. And I still think Alabama and Georgia are both going to be undefeated when they make it to Atlanta. And again, I, and I, I, I see kind of a similar situation to where you're talking about Georgia and Alabama still being in the college football playoff because I think the only one loss that one of them may have comes, comes in Atlanta. I think there's that much head and shoulders above everybody right now. Let me ask you this before you go. Does the expanded college football playoff – give us even more credibility, more belief, more proof that Mark Stoops and Lane Kiffin will not leave their current jobs because they'll have a pathway to the playoff in two, maybe four years. Yeah, it's a, it's a great point because how many other jobs can you feel like are available? Like when you start becoming – when you start saying that you're going to have 12 teams in the playoff, that expands the field to, I would think, Scott, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but probably 40 programs that, that can play, maybe even more, maybe half of, of college football, you know, maybe 60 programs that if they catch lightning in a bottle can make it right now, it only feels like there might be 10 to 12 that can do it. And I think, you know, Ole Miss and Kentucky are traditionally outside of that 12. So, and I think that's good for football. I think that's good because now you'll see other players 
decide to stay at places. I think you'll have coaches stay at places. I think you'll have coordinators stay at places. So uh, it's 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 time for it to happen, and I think we're going to win as a college football fan. The only thing I want them to make sure they do is that they, that, you know, I saw that they want to incorporate the bowls into the playoff system, which is fine for the Final Four, but I, I need home playoff games when the playoffs come. Like, I, I'm so excited at the opportunity of SEC teams going north or, or vice versa and having home playoff games, man, that would be awesome atmospheres come to the end you know, of college football. I'll leave you with this final thought. If you win 10 games in the SEC, you're going to get a playoff spot. If you win nine games in the regular season in the SEC, you're still going to be in the conversation when this thing expands. Fingers crossed, man. And, and, and that's why I would look at it going at least nine conference games, if not 10 conference games, and and because we need less games against the Kent States of the world or or the South Carolina states. I mean, again, the players don't want to play in it. They only got X amount of games to play in. Let's make it big for all of those guys that choose to play SEC football. Jimbo Fisher would agree. He's Peter Burns of the SEC Network. <laughs> Follow him on Twitter at Peter Burns ESPN. Peter, be careful out there, pal. Chat with you next week. All right, thanks, buddy. See you, Scott. All righty, that's Peter Burns. Joining us on the Saitama Hotline, his weekly appearance on the Scott Hamilton Show, courtesy of Blue Delta Jeans, each pair of Blue Delta Jeans handmade in the USA to fit you and only you. And if you're new to Blue Delta Jeans, let's get you fit right away. Go to BlueDeltaJeans.com. More of the Scott Hamilton Show to come.